powerful is the Cox Network. So powerful that one day, the internet will let your doctor perform miracles from thousands of miles away. Connecting to remote operating room. Giving a whole new meaning to the term house call. Operation complete. The Cox Network. With gig speeds everywhere, it's internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, bringing us closer. In Cox serviceable areas, speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms apply. Other restrictions may apply. Diwali, the Festival of Lights, is a vibrant and colorful celebration that marks the victory of light over darkness and good over evil. We invite you to celebrate Diwali with a drive through two and a half miles of sparkling lights at the Bull Run Festival of Lights in Centerville, Virginia. The Bull Run Festival of Lights is open November 10th through January 7th. Save time and money by purchasing a ticket online at bullrunfestivaloflights.com. That's bullrunfestivaloflights.com. day because today um, is a one of the biblical feasts, one of the minor biblical feasts known as the Feast of Purim, the Feast of Purim. And so I just want to spend about 15 to 30 minutes with you tonight teaching you about this minor feast, but it has major significance. It's a minor feast, but it has major significance. Would you do me this favor? Would you come in and do me a favor, like this video, tell me where you're watching from, and share this video tonight. Shalom to you, Shatoria. Good to see you. Shalom. Let me know where you're watching from. Aurora, good to see you. Come on, everybody, everywhere. Let me know where you're watching from. Tampa, Tampa, Florida, Santa Barbara, California. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Come on in, Jersey. Come on in, everybody, everywhere. Let me know where you are watching from. Super, super, uber excited that we are live tonight. Again, we're gonna be on TikTok, we're gonna be on Instagram, and we're gonna be on both YouTube pages, both Facebook pages, and uh, all of that. This is a pop-up tonight, and um, I'm super excited about it, because again, as I said, this is a biblical feast, the Feast of Purim. Can I get you to type that on the screen? P-U-R-I-M, P-U-R-I-M, P-U-R-I-M. And uh, I'm gonna explain this in just a moment. We're only gonna be on here for about 15 to 30 minutes, but I promise you, you gotta hear this. All right, I promise you, you gotta hear this. Hey, Bishop, did you come on at 1.15 on Sunday? Absolutely, just not on TikTok. So um, so you gotta get our app, Text Harvest at 55498, so you can watch it on our YouTube, our Facebook, all of our other platforms, um, our app, our website, all of that, you can do that, all right? And you can do it that way. So uh, the Feast of Pure. Now, let me tell you this. Um, real quick, because it's a pop-up, I need you all to share. When you share, people get saved. That's okay, no problem. Uh, or Br Br Bride of Christ, I, I don't know your name, but no problem. Um, so the Bible has seven major biblical feasts, seven major biblical feasts. Purim is not one of those seven major feasts. It's what's referred to as a minor feast, M-I-N-O-R, a minor feast, but it has major significance. Um, can I just get you to type this word in the comments, major? It has major significance. It has major significance. And so I want to just take a moment. Um, we're going to pray. I just want to teach you about literally today is the Feast of Purim. But really, this entire week is a prophetic week for you. And here's the prophecy. Tables are turning for you. Here's the prophecy. Tables are turning for you. I'm going to say it a third time. 
Tables are turning for you. I'm going to say it another time. Tables are turning for you. Uh, when you understand this very simple principle that I'm going to share with you tonight from the Feast of Purim, um, you'll understand this. Let's pray. Father, we bless you. Father, we honor you. Father, we thank you. We thank you that you are good. We thank you that you are mighty. We thank you that you are strong. We thank you that you are powerful. We thank you that you are God of times and seasons, not because you are bound or locked into time or seasons, but you are God that is created to do everything with times and seasons in the earth. You said that there's a time for everything under the sun, and for that we say thank you. So in Jesus' name, we bless you, Father, that you are the God that ensures that all things work together for our good. You are the God that ensures that anything that is set up against us to make us to fail, to make us not to succeed, to cause us not to be everything you've ordained for us to be, that it would not be successful. So tonight, God, we thank you for this minor feast that has major significance, the feast of Purim. This is when you turn the tables and we pray God right now. Come on, y'all. We pray God right now that you would turn every table and it looks like it was set against us turn those tables in our favor. We would turn every decision that looks like it were turned against us, God, that you would turn it in our favor. And we thank you for it now. In Jesus' name, we pray. Everybody on every platform, just drop a big old amen right there. Drop a big old amen right there. So let me give you some background. And again, we're only going to be on here for just about 15 to 30 minutes. So I need you to share when you share, people get saved. When you share, people get saved. And uh, that's why I need you to do that. All right. God is turning tables in your favor. Um, let's go over some background. Number one, tables are important to God. The scripture says that God prepares a table for you where? In the presence of your enemies, which means God will lay out a spread in front of you he will lay out blessing. He will lay out breakthrough. He will lay out opportunity in front of you. But God says, I only do this where? In the presence of your enemies. Number one, what's an enemy? An enemy is anything that opposes your forward progress. Hear me. Is there anybody on this pop-up tonight where you can say, there are some things that look like they're opposing my forward progress. Wave at me if you're, that's you. There are some things that look like they're trying to block me, trying to stop me, trying to interrupt me, interject, and oppose my forward progress. The enemy is a noun, person, place, thing, or idea that is opposing your forward progress. Which means I'm trying to go this way, this thing is coming this way. I'm trying to go higher, this thing is trying to pull me lower. I'm trying to move to the left, it's pulling me to the right. I'm trying to go to the right, it's pulling me to the left. I'm trying to move forward, it keeps me in the back. I'm trying to go to my next, it's trying to keep me in my noun. Hear me, the Feast of Purim is literally the announcement where God says, I'm turning tables. It's when God says, I'm turning the table. God sets a table for you in the presence of your enemies. Hear me. Sometimes the greatest enemy that's sitting at the table isn't an external enemy. Sometimes it's the inner me. For some of you, the enemy that's sitting at the table and across the table from you, it is the old version of you. I need you to hear me. God is in the business of crucifying the old you so that a new you can live. And I need you to let him, let the old you die. Let the complaining you die. Let the doubtful you die. Let the fearful you die. Let the you that was not brave die. Let the you that was not bold die. Let the you that says you can't accomplish it die. I need you to hear me. He prepares a table for you in the presence of your enemies. And sometimes 
The enemy sitting across the table, you ready for me? Is you. Sometimes it's you sitting across from yourself. Sometimes it's you sitting across from your decisions. Sometimes it's you sitting across from your old ways. Sometimes it's you sitting across from your own challenge, old challenges. Sometimes it's you sitting across from your old drama and your old stuff. But I need you to make this declaration say the tables are turning. The tables are turning. The tables are turning. The tables are turning. So where do we see the creation? And if you haven't shared, share, guys. We're only going to be on here for about 15 to 30 minutes. We're only going to be on here for about 15 to 30 minutes. I need you to get this because today is the Feast of Purim. It's a minor feast with major implications. And this is a prophetic week for you. Hear me. For many of you, God is showing you the last parts of you that have to be executed. For many of you, God is showing you some of the things that have been against you, that have been external. There's internal enemies and external enemies. And for many of you, this is a prophetic week. What does that mean, Bishop? Prophetic, prophetic, prophetic. The word prophesy, it means to foretell and to foretell. To foretell and to foretell. What does that mean, Bishop? To foretell is to announce something that God has already got on the calendar. To fourth tale is to add something to the calendar of one's life. This is a prophetic week because this has already been set up by God. I need you to release this in the comments. God set this up. God set this up so that thousands of years ago, he would introduce something that would be known as the Feast of Purim. And literally the word Purim, P-U-I-M, in Hebrew means lots. Think of like lots, like casting lots. Um, which means, watch me, not only are tables are turning, you're about to get a new lot. You've heard that phrase before, a new lot in life. Some of you felt like you got the bad lot. Hear me, the Feast of Purim is an announcement that you're about to get a new lot. And for some of you, that new lot is going to be dealing with your internal enemies. And for some of you, that new lot is going to be doing dealing with your external enemies. I need you to share. It's a pop-up. I know it wasn't scheduled, but just go with me, all right? And I know on Tuesdays, I normally go later, go live later. So people will look at the replay, but we got to go. All right. So what happens? Why, why is, does the Feast of Purim exist in the first place? Why does the Feast of Purim exist in the first place? Well, there was a man in the scripture. His name was Haman. And Haman's name um, literally uh, means chaos. It means trouble. It, it, it means strife, division. Haman did not like the Hebrews. He did not like God's people. And some of you got to hear me. And you have some people who do not like you. You have some people who do not like you. You have some people who don't want to see you do well. And what's crazy is some of them you know, some of them you don't know because they've become so good at hiding. Mm. But the Feast of Purim makes every enemy show themselves. Y'all better talk to me. The Feast of Purim makes every enemy show themselves. I need you to put this on the screen and say this out of your mouth. My enemies are showing themselves. My enemies are showing themselves. The Feast of Purim means your enemies have to show themselves. They can't hide no more. They can't hide no more. Because what's right after Purim? Passover. What's Passover? It's when Judas shows his hands. Which means when you step into the Feast of Purim, it's a minor feast with a major significance. When you step into the Feast of Purim, your enemies have to reveal themselves. Haman did not like the Hebrews. In fact, Haman wanted the Hebrews to be annihilated. He wanted to take them 
and annihilate them from the kingdom. So he sets up this elaborate plot. He sets up this elaborate plan. He sets up this elaborate scheme and he gets the king to sign off on it because the king, watch me, when you're a king, when you're a senior leader, and listen to me, when you're a senior leader and you're over a lot, you're over a lot of people or you're over a lot of resources, you're over a lot of things, you cannot necessarily know everything that's going on under your uh, command, under your leadership, under your oversight. So you will depend on those around you to give information to you. The president doesn't know everything going on with the um, hundreds of thousands. I think the United States federal government has like a million employees or something like this. Somebody fact check that for me. How many employees the federal government has? He don't know everything going on with the federal government employees, but ultimately they all serve at the pleasure of the president, but he doesn't know that. He has to depend on cabinet secretaries and undersecretaries and deputy secretaries. Hear me. So the king, Arsaxes, uh, uh, he was literally depending on what Haman was telling him. And Haman had got him to issue a decree that was going to cause the Hebrews to be annihilated. He set up an evil plot, an evil plan, and an evil scheme. And I need you to make this declaration. Say, but the plot is canceled. <laughs> Type that on the screen, y'all. The plot is canceled. The scheme is canceled. Thank you. 1.8 million, thank you, federal employees. The president does not know how what 1.8 million people are doing. Heck, if you manage more than three people, you don't know what they're doing, okay? Especially in today's world. The plot is canceled. So he sets up this entire plot and plan. And um, there's a man named Mordecai. And Mordecai learns of this plot. He learns of this plan. And he goes uh, to a relative of his um, who would later be named Esther who would let her be named Queen Esther. And he says these words to her. He says, um, they fast and they pray and they do all of that and say, God, you got to give us a plan. Hear me. During the Feast of Purim, God releases strategic plans. Father, we thank you that when we pray, you will release strategic plans. When we pray, you will release strategic plans. When we pray, you will release strategic plans. When we pray, we will release strategic plans. So there's a strategic plan. Number one, we got a plot, but the plot will be canceled. They, number two, they pray. When they pray, God gives them a strategic plan. What is a strategic plan? He's going to tell you exactly what to do, exactly who to call, exactly who to reach out to, exactly what to do, exactly what to apply for, exactly who to reach out to. All of this is the Feast of Pure. We're only going to be on it for 15 to 30 minutes. I need y'all to get it and get it quick. So there's a plot, but then they pray. God gives them a plan. And Mordecai goes to Esther, who at one point, she was uh, in the uh, harem. Uh, the king in that day, uh, he had a, a harem of women, of women and that they would all prepare themselves and they would have to spend months and months and months preparing themselves before they ever went to go see the king. What do we got next? We have another P. We got preparation. Because before they would go see the king, they would have to uh, soak their body in oils. They would have to be prepared so that when they came into the presence of the decision maker, when they came into the presence of the king, that they were fully prepared. So we got a plot and they pray. They get a plan. And now watch me. We see preparation. Not only do we see preparation, 
Here we are, this is the Feast of Purim. But now we see that Esther is in strategic placement. She's in the right place at the right time. And I pray and prophesy over your life that you will be in the right place at the right time. You will have strategic placement in your life. You're going to be speaking to the right person. You're going to meet the right person. You will be in the right place. You will be in the right time. It will be the right time. It will be strategic placement. Because Esther is literally up to go before the king. And literally, she uh, dethrones Vashti, another king, and Esther is put into this place. Everybody listen to me. She is given strategic placement and she is made queen. And I want you to listen to this. Mordecai goes to her and Mordecai says this. He's Esther 4.14. He says, listen, you need to help us because this, this Haman is trying to annihilate us. This Haman is trying to kill us. This Haman is trying to take us out of here. You need to do something about this. And Esther tells Mordecai, hey, listen, the king hasn't summoned me. If I just go in there and he hasn't summoned me, this might cost me my life. Mm. So what do we have now? Now we have passion. For some of you, hear me, there's a passion that God needed to set a fire to. And during the Feast of Purim, you're about to see passion rise up. What does this mean? You're going to take what you do seriously. You're going to do what you do. You're going to do it seriously. You will not be passive. You will not punk out, but you're going to have a passion rise up. For every person where the enemy's been attacking your passion, where you've been feeling laxed, where you've been feeling lazy, where you've been feeling lethargic, I need you to drop a fire in the comments and type the word passion after it. Whatever you set your hands to, you, you got to do it with passion. Because watch me, she has been set in strategic placement. God, I feel the Holy Ghost. She's been given strategic placement. So I'll tell you, this Bishop, you in my business. She has been given strategic placement. And Mordecai says to her, if you keep silent at this time, in other words, he said, if you don't let your passion for your people come alive, if you don't let your passion for what you're doing come alive, if you don't shake yourself, and tonight I came to shake some of y'all. Tonight I came to get some of y'all out of this lethargy. Tonight I came to get some of y'all out of this going through the motions. And you think, well, what's wrong? What's wrong? I'll tell you what's wrong. Is that the enemy wants to shut down your passion Watch me, so that he can shut down what it is that you've been placed to do. Mordecai says to her, for if you keep silent at this time, relief and deliverance will rise up from another place. Let's start right there. What ends up happening? Mordecai says, listen, Esther, God gave you placement on purpose. You don't even recognize who you're next to. And for some of y'all, you owe God an apology. Why? Because God has set you next to or sets you under something that's far too amazing for you to be walking with the lack of passion that you walk in. Prince Bishop, he said, Esther, you are the doggone queen. He said, Esther, you have access to the king. He says, Esther, do you know who you work for? Esther, do you know who you serve? Why is it that everybody else sees what you don't see and you sit right next to it? I pray that God open up your eyes so that you see how you've been strategically placed. Because the Bible said, Esther, if you don't recognize who I've set you next to and who you're sitting next to, relief and deliverance for the Jews will come from another. 
In other words, he says, God is going to raise somebody else up to do it. What do we have now? We got another P. We have providential uh, provision. We have providential provision. We have providential provision. What is this saying? God says, if you don't do it, I'll raise up somebody else to do it. And I don't know about you all, but I don't want God raising up to do anybody else, uh, anybody else to do what I'm supposed to do. I don't want God causing anybody else to do what I was sent to do. Mordecai tells her, if you don't do what you're supposed to do, God will raise up somebody else. And I just need you to tell him, watch me. Why did he save you? Why did he heal you? Why has he brought you through everything? He did it for a reason, not just for you to sit on your blessed assurance and be mad and frustrated and do nothing but what he's given you to do. I need you in the comments, just like Kisses Church. I need you in the comments to just lift your hands and worship God for three seconds right there. Drop a hand wavy emoji right there. Put a worship in the comments. I need you to type. I need you to type and use your thumb at the same time. I need you to type and use your thumb at the same time. I need you to worship your God. Three. I need you to worship your God. Two. I need you to worship your God. One. Mordecai tells her, if you keep silent, if you don't do what you're supposed to do, God is going to raise up another. Let me help some of y'all. You got to hear me. During the Feast of Pura, don't be shocked. Listen to me carefully. If people you were depending on disappoint you. Y'all better hear me today. Don't be shocked during the Feast of Pura if people you were defending on disappoint you. Depending on disappoint you. Why? Because of this verse. The Bible says, if you are silent, the Lord will raise up another. Listen to the promise, though. He says, but you and your father's house will perish. He said, listen to this. He said, if you don't do what you're supposed to do, don't think it ain't going to get done. He said, but you're going to be the one that loses out. I need you to tell the Lord tonight, everybody. It's the Feast of Purim. This is a spiritual day. This is a prophetic week. I need you to tell the Lord. I need you to tell the Lord, Lord, I repent. Lord, I repent for every time I said I'm done. I repent for every time I said I can't take no more. We repent for every time we said we quit. We repent for every time we said this don't work. We repent for every time we withheld worship. We repent for every time we didn't praise you. We repent for every time we didn't do it your way. We repent for every time we were self-centered and self-focused and came to be worshipped instead of worshipping. We repent. Come on, y'all. I need you to tell the Lord tonight that you repent. Because here's what he says. Mordecai says, if you don't do it, he'll raise up somebody else to do it. Oh, but there's a penalty, though. You and your father's house are going to perish, which means you were supposed to be the curse breaker, but this thing is going to take you out of here. Lord, I repent. Here it is, y'all. We're almost done. I only got seven minutes left. I only need five of them. You ready? You ready? You ready? He says, you and your father's house will perish. Listen to this line. And who knows whether you have come to the kingdom for such a time as this. Everybody look at me. God kept you alive for the time you were needed most, which is now. Hear me. You can't let him down now. Well, God. That's good to me. You can't pull back now. You can't stop being faithful now. I wish you would. He says, you have been kept alive. How did everybody else die? How did everybody else fail? How did everybody else lose? How did everybody? You, you, you gotta be kidding me. Now is the time you're gonna do this? Now is the time you're going to do this? I need you to put this on the comments. Type the word now on the screen. Type the word now on the screen. We're almost done. 
I said five minutes from five preaching minutes. <laughs> we almost done. He says, he says, this is the reason that he kept you alive, Esther. You think it's just so that you can smell good and go sleep with the king? So you think it's just so you can have a crown on your head? Are you joking? God kept you alive because there's something significant you're supposed to do. And you're supposed to do it. Throto, basse, now. Preach, Bishop. Oh, my God. This is the Feast of Fury. I'm glad I did this pop-up. Real quick, let's pause for the cause. If this is blessing you right now, just say thank you, Jesus, in the comments. And click that share button on whatever platform you're on. If this is blessing you right now, say thank you, Jesus, in the comments. And click that share button. He says, this is the reason. This was Esther. You were not saved. You, you did not survive just so you could be the king's wife. Oh, God, who is that for? You mean to tell me that God did all of that just so you can get a boo? Are you kidding me? Are you joking? It's bigger than that. Come on. I need you to put this on the screen. It's bigger than me. It's bigger than me. To every person where you felt like your life hasn't had meaning or you felt unfulfilled or you felt like, God, I don't even know why I'm here. Hear me. It's bigger than you. The reason you couldn't figure it out is because you kept making it about you. It's not for you. Your oil isn't for you. It's for somebody else. Your grace isn't for you. It's for somebody else. Your serve isn't for you. It's for somebody else. This chair was not created for itself. It was created for me. This table was not created for itself. It was created for me. You were created for the time you were needed most. And it's now. And it's bigger than you. And it's bigger than your desires. And it's bigger than what you want. So what happens? Esther says, Esther, she's kind of fearful. She's like, well, a king may kill me. Watch me. You ready? She says, he may kill me because I am not supposed to go in there if he's not summoned me. If he's not summoned me. But you know what she says? She says, you ready? You know what she says? You know what she says? Oh, man, I'm on the wrong IG. I was wondering why these numbers were so low. <laughs> I'm on a church IG. Oops. All right. My bad. Um, I'll go ahead. All right. I was like, where are the rest of the people at? <laughs> um, yes, y'all can do a badge over there. I was wondering what was going on. All right. Cut the wrong button. That's all right. We'll share the video over there. So listen. So listen. <laughs> that is crazy. I was looking at these numbers like, why is it saying at this number? This should be way higher than this. I'm on the wrong one. Oops. Listen. My bad. All right. Here we go live. Here we go, y'all. You ready? Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Also, bless you, man, God. Listen, 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 listen. Esther says this. Well, if I die, I die. Look at me. You know that you are finally about to tap in when your mentality is failure is not an option. You know that you are about to walk in something big when your mentality is Failure is not an option. You better hear me. Katina got it right. Esther said, if I perish, I perish. But what I'm not going to do is miss my moment. But what I'm not going to do is screw up my call. But I'm, what I'm not going to do is drop the ball that I've been given. What I'm not going to do is mess up this opportunity. That's what I'm not going to do. Come on. Can I get you to just get a teaspoon of hood and just type this on the screen? Not going to do it. I need to say, not, not, don't put not gonna, mm -mm, not gonna do it. N-O-T-G-O-N-E, do it. Not gonna do it. Not gonna do it. 
Not gonna, not gonna do it. Not gonna do it. Not gonna do it. I don't know who needs to hear this. You are not going back to that crazy relationship. Are you joking me? I wish you would. Delete the text now. Who am I talking to right now? Wave at me. Who am I talking to right now? Wave at me. Wave at me. Not gonna do it. Delete the text right now. Delete the text right now. Esther said, if I perish, I perish. Let's fast forward into the story. Here we go. Because I I see you. I got you. I see you. I see you. Delete that text right now. Don't you even do that. So let's fast forward. Haman's plot is found out. What Haman wanted to remember, if you just come in, what did Haman want to do? Haman wanted to annihilate the Hebrews. There was a plot. They prayed. God gave them a plan. There was strategic placement. Then there was passion. Then from that passion, watch me. She says, if I perish, I perish. Watch me. God turned the tables. I need you to release this on the screen, please. Tables are turning. Tables are turning. Tables are turning. Tables are turning. So how do we get to today? We get to today because... Experiences are what people love the most about travel. Viator is a website and app where you can book travel experiences like hiking Mount Kilimanjaro in Tanzania or enjoying the views while cruising on a catamaran in the Caribbean. They offer everything from simple tours to extreme adventures. With over 300,000 bookable experiences in 190 countries, there's something for everyone. Plus, Viator's travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews. So you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. When you book a travel experience with Viator, there's always flexibility and support with free cancellation, payment options, and 24-7 service. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10. That's V-I-A-T-O-R 10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. Oh, come on now. You know you deserve it. A steak patty on any McDonald's breakfast sandwich. I mean any breakfast sandwich. Biscuit, McMuffin, Bagel, McGriddles, a juicy steak patty on any breakfast sandwich. And when you order through the app, buy one and get one free. Now go get them. Valid for product of equal or lesser value. Limited time only at participating McDonald's. Valid one time per day. Excludes one, two, three dollar menu. 